a lot of the kids that were my former, some of them were my former students, and we've taught the book To Kill a Mockingbird. And there's a scene in it where Calpurnia, they, they go to the church and the doors get shut until the donation basket's finished. So I joked around with the kids. I said, guys, I'm pulling a Calpurnia. I said, the doors get open when the bags of fleece are empty. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's funny. Get it. I mean, most of them did get it. They're like, you're pulling school on us on a Saturday. I'm like, oh, keep going. <laughs> That's great. Hey, everybody. Susan Finch here for All Volunteer, All Heart from Binky Patrol. And today we are recapping with our folks that are east of the Colorado first, and then I'll get the California West Coast people next. But we're going to recap our outstanding event we all had yesterday, our Binkathons that were sponsored by the Mr. Ballin Foundation. And we all had local sponsors, we had local volunteers, and I wanted you guys to hear the stories of how with some effort and some volunteers, it isn't always about a ton of money. It takes a lot of work. And if you have many hands, you know the saying, many hands make light work. And so I want to invite some of our area coordinators, those are our chapter leaders from our other states that held their own events. And we had 20 fewer people than we had expected. And so, so we had 40 and it still turned out really, everybody worked their tail off. Everybody wanted to learn new skills. People were willing to learn how to hand sew, how to tie, how to iron, how to pin. They learned how to do it all. That's great. You know, we've been starting with our bats, we've been starting to bring needle and thread and we'll put a, a, you know, a table aside where if you want to sew, we'll show you. And, and so it's really expanding because we do a lot of work with um, private high school and the students love to participate and expand, you know, it's more than just fleece and cutting fringe and tying knots and we'll get in and we'll tell them the backstory about the Binky Patrol and how it all started and I have yet to get through reading that one postcard without crying <laughs> because it's so close to my heart and I love what we do. And everybody just stops what they're doing and they really listen and absorb and it it has such an impact. And then the students keep coming back, you know, event after event, which is wonderful. And that's the thing that, you know, we had some students yesterday and one of them, she said, can I do an event like this at my school? I said, oh, Yeah. Is it because then we don't have to pay for the space, the insurance or anything else if your club sponsors it. So she said, okay, I'm going to go talk to them on Monday about that. She says, I want to do something in spring. So, okay, let's go. Yeah. It's nice to see the Binky recipients coming back and making them for others. Yes. I get, I get a lot. We get a lot of those and because they get it. They do. Because they know it was so helpful for them and then they want to help others. We have a newest chapter starting in Colorado Springs, which is the hub of community service from the courts. <laughs> That's where so much comes from. And this woman, she is so cute. She said, my husband had to do community service and I watched him do this and it's stuck. I want to do this. I want to help. So she's starting a chapter. That's because fantastic. Her, yeah. Her husband had a DUI and she decided, no, we're going to keep doing this. Yeah. And I think when you're passionate about it, it really makes sense. Cause I was going to say, Susan, I was working with a lot of teens too yesterday. And so I kept sharing that story about how, well, I was working with it when I was 15. And then when I was 16, I told Susan, I wanted to run one. And all the parents were like, wow. And some of them were like, why can't my kid be like that? And kind of like, <laughs> in the back of the head. But I was like, 
I don't think that's the point you should gain from it, but just, um, yeah, they were like, so you've been working with Beaky Patrol for a long time, and they were all really, really excited to hear that part, because then they were like, wow, so this is a good organization, right? I was like, yes, it's a very good organization. So, like, a lot of people liked hearing that story, so I was just, well, thank you, Susan, for believing in a 16-year-old kid and being like, if you have your parents' permission, I'll let you start one. They really enjoyed that story, and so now they're all like, well, maybe we should start stuff they all definitely want to come back and help with stuff because they were like oh my crafty brother my wife my child my other child couldn't come today so i know this time we had about 15 20 people who showed up in and out and then i know next time it's going to be at least double that just because the library is like we're going to push it even harder and our volunteers we're going to go to our schools and talk to the other kids about hey come do this it's fun and it's fun thing for yeah. teens yeah very cool what year did you start i can't remember god senior year well i started volunteering junior year of high school so that had to have been 2011 okay. or 2012 and then i graduated 2013 so i think i started it found at the lexington woodbridge chapter here in 2012 probably yeah because i worked at my senior year it's been a while that's very very cool oh i love it we're going to start with Jean. We're in Monroe, Trumbull, Connecticut. And we started nine years ago um, because I was instrumental in getting getting the scarves, 3,000 of the scarves over up to Sandy Hook after the Sandy Hook tragedy. And then I wanted to do something more permanent and I found you guys. So we had a, an event yesterday and I would say about 50 people came at the library. They were like down the hallway of the kids library and everywhere, you know, you know, you get the middle schoolers who don't want to be in the big group. They find their own little corner. And we did, during the day, we did 122 of the fleece tie blankets. Um, and that's what your chapter specializes in. I mean, that's what well, you that, guys that's, do. When we do events, that's what we do. Okay. Because as you can, as you probably noticed yesterday, the rate of my sewing skills is not the best. <laughs> Making the tag, put the tags on. So, and then we have donors give us a lot of the crochet and the knit ones and some quilts come through, but... But for events, we do the fleece tie ones. Yeah. That's fantastic. So what was one of your, did you have any surprises yesterday or any ahas or silly moments or anything you can remember? I, I told you the Calpurnia story. I mean, but yeah. they, we, we've got it down to a system where one of my friends is a math teacher and she tallies and she was, she was ready to ring a bell. You know, we would fill bag by bag by bag of them. She's like, no, we're not leaving yet. We have to be, cause we had another event in September and we had 110 off of that one. So we got to even beat this one. We got to beat this one. So we did. Oh, that's great. I mean, you compete with yourselves, but you, yeah. you know, folks, the one thing that happened after this event and during the event were all of us with our friendly competitions and razzing each other. And we've all become friends and become close and we can play and, you know, pick on each other and just cheer too, as those photos were coming in and the stories were coming in of how many blankets were made. I just kept thinking of every child that's going to have that. And, a, and someone came in that day to pick up two blankets for another family that was going through tough times. So it was, it was good for her to see, like she, her little binky radar went off on Facebook and she saw it and she's like, oh, can I stop by? I said, yep. Oh, I love that. And we were, we were fed very well. Um, my friend, Dave Kubin, who owns Planet Pizza came in and fed. oh my God, we had like 10 pizzas and 10 foot grinders and stuff like that. So. We were well fed. <laughs> yeah, we were not. We were well coffeed. 
<laughs> Marilis, I'm going to save you for last, and you probably know why. So I want to get over to Caitlin next. Caitlin, let's hear yours. Tell us about your chapter. You already did a little bit. And though your story of your event and who your blankets are going to. Yeah, so I was going to say our chapter is based in uh, Northern Virginia, but we also serve the Mountain Virginia, region of Virginia in Lexington. And also just kind of Virginia because we're the only chapter currently running in Virginia. So right. wherever I feel like sending the blankets to, that's where they go. Um, so we had an event where we partnered with the Loudoun County Public Library. They were uh, super excited to partner with us because uh, they like holding these types of events and they have a specific knitting group that they often host there. So, or not knitting, crochet, because our my partner Kate has been beating me over the head with, stop calling it knitting, it's crocheting. So we made a lot of crochet toys as well that uh, we like to donate to people because the children that we donate to them to just love them. I first partnered with Kate in doing the crochet toys when we were donating to the Uvalde Trauma Center after the shooting and they got those toys and the Uvalde Center was just so excited. It was like, the kids love them, please keep doing this. So we made about... 51 of those toys yesterday. We did we did 60 fleece tie blankets, double-sided, and the kids really enjoyed learning about that and learning how to do them. A lot of kids did come for school hours. I had one student who came in and he just came in because he wanted to learn how to do them. So we helped him just learn how to do the tie blankets. And when he was leaving, he was like, I'm glad I came and just learned how to do this. So a lot of kids like to come to volunteer and learn new skills too. But our blankets are going to three organizations this time. One of them is going to a battered women's shelter that I used to partner a lot with in um, Lexington, Virginia. So they'll be getting those because they help a lot of local women and children who are in escaping domestic violence situations. You can name them. What's the name of the place? Yeah, uh, sorry, Project Horizon, because I looked at the names of places yesterday, because before I forget it, the second place we're going to, I'm very excited, is a group called Comfort Cases. They serve foster children up here in the Northern Virginia DMV area. They give them suitcases and backpacks often because when foster children first enter the system, they often don't get to carry much of anything from their homes and they have to travel around in trash bags. So they try to help them get more objects and they love, love getting binkies and handmade blankets. So a lot of our blankets are going to them. And then our third group that is getting blankets is going to be a group that I found recently. They're called Second Story. They are a series of group homes up here in North, um, Northern Virginia that deal with kids who are experiencing maybe domestic violence or assault in their homes for themselves or their parents. So they were moved to these homes and taught to basically get coping skills, get the help and counseling that they need. And they contacted us immediately after I sent the inquiry and they were like, yeah, we want 40 blankets. Please send us as many as you can. So we've got a lot of excited community partners and when I was telling that to our volunteers too, they were all very excited and were like, oh, it's good that they're going to such good people. So we thank the Mr. Ballin Foundation for helping us with that as well, looking for people who were specifically affected by violence to donate these batch of blankets to. Oh, that's fantastic, Caitlin. We get yeah. to do this again next year. Great. That's fantastic. So I'm super excited about that. And maybe we can get a few more chapters. I think if we had a dozen we expanded to a dozen we would be in great shape because you guys already have all your stuff you're set 
and we know how to do it and we'll figure out better you know ways to keep improving how we do it now our blankets are going to one of mr ballin foundation's partners which is angels in the outfield and they're based here in oregon and it was started by a uh, attorney i she has a better name than that it's more than an attorney but when a child wants to be like other kids in school i want to do the sports i want to go to camp i want to do those things i want to play an instrument angels in the outfield steps in and gets them what they need to feel like every other kid you know when it's those things that come up that kids don't get to experience when they're living in trauma and violence all they want to do is slip in and just be just like everybody else and so angels in the outfield helps them if they need rides to practice and stuff they get them to their practices so they can still be in sports and so that's who we're partnering with through the rest of this year and we've committed through next year because they also work with another dozen organizations by us that specialize in kids going through these things and so she said no i'll just take care of it and whoever needs blankets will get it to them so that's what we're going to be doing for all of 2024 as well ours went to the center for family justice we've adopted them and they run in the summer we've gotten blankets for they have a, a residential camp for kids who've been victims of abuse and these are going to go part of their christmas presents if they're not gobbled up beforehand so oh. i 60 over there and then the director um deb greenwood she just she knows the kids just love to see something so bright and colorful that they love to know that somebody cares for them so exactly. i have 60 going there and i have 40 going to two other safe houses fantastic so. marlis that brings us to you and the reason why I saved you for last is because of where you are delivering a lot of your blankets and what's coming up. And this is one of the things that Binky Patrol does, everybody. If you're listening to us, when there is a domestic disaster, tragedies, like Jean was telling us about um, Sandy Hook and Caitlin was talking about Uvalde, we assemble as a org national organization and whoever is able to send blankets we always have one contact on the ground that really has an in there that knows how to get things exactly where they need to be and that's what we do so um unfortunately the lewiston main uh tragedy the mass shooting yeah. is about two hours north of me and i'm connecting with people there on the ground so that i can make a delivery uh, looking to make the delivery on monday november 6th so a little bit of time has passed, but on the heels of our event and finishing up some of the blankets or getting labels sewn on everything and, you know, getting everything together because I've got a couple of my volunteers who are still, you know, last minute tying and sewing labels and so that we can get as many up to Maine as we can. And, you know, kind of connected to that, Jean mentioned the Sandy Hook tragedy. Yeah. And when that happened, you know, we connected, Jean, that's when we first met each other. And I was able to get some blankets down to that location. Caitlin, you mentioned Uvalde, Texas. We sent some blankets down there. And wherever we can, you know, we'll reach out and, and help. And I do want to mention that, you know, some of our, the blankets were already, you know, we were planning to bring them to the MSPCC. It's the Massachusetts Society for the Protection of Children and the Mission of Deeds, which is a local organization that helps families get back on their feet. Those are two of the locations that we uh, donate to a lot. Uh, also the Cape Cod Children's Center. I've recently connected with them and I'm 
not close enough to drive down, but I've been mailing some blankets and hats and mittens and so forth down to them as well. Um, my chapter is the New England Binky Patrol chapter. So I reach out to New Hampshire, Maine, Vermont. I have volunteers in all areas. So I'm able to cast a little bit wider net because of where myself and my my two primary volunteers live and travel to. So we can easily you know, cast the net a little bit wider and make those deliveries. Uh, but given the tragedy in Lewiston, Maine, we are taking some of those blankets and we're redirecting to bring them up to Maine. It is. It's these things that unite us, which is a, a terrible thing to have to unite over. But I'm so grateful to all of the volunteers and all the chapters that are able to do it. And sometimes it's cost prohibitive. I mean, it costs a lot to ship things. It yes. costs a tremendous amount to ship blankets all over the place. You know, it's like, how do we get them to, to Lahaina? I said, you can't, okay? We, we can't afford yeah. that. We need to work in our in our local communities as much as possible when we have extra and can send yes when we have the funds to send because we are 100 percent volunteer we don't want to i don't want to max all of you guys out you don't have the personal funds i mean poor jean she'll never get a birthday present again because every birthday is spent on facebook raising money for her chapter and so <laughs> waiting three months later for the funds to come through <laughs> and so we do our best and these are the light moments of the events like yesterday because it allows us to gather in person see each other meet new people that want to learn new skills i can't tell you how many times i had to coach one group of kids from <laughs> i'm not going to mention which group because we had three groups of kids so i'm not going to call one out over the other in case they're listening but we had to keep going over no you don't tie two of them together you tie them like a balloon this is how we do it at our chapter we tie them like a balloon and if you have two you tie them together like a balloon and you do one because they were cutting them so short that there were these little stubby fringes going around and they were getting the blankets were getting round it's just like coaching that little bit of coaching pins please make them all heads out we don't want bloody sewers no bloody binkies and the i make everybody say the these way. things yeah the words have to go the front way <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> The words have to go the front way. Oh my gosh. So we I literally don't buy fabric that has that has words on it anymore. No, no, exactly. Never. <laughs> I won't do it. No, you can't. Because then they'll put the wrong side to the wrong side and they're like, you have to hold up to a mirror to read your blanket. No. I have to untie all those knots. I'm like, oh my gosh. No, so we don't do that. So we have them say there are a few mantras we have at our events. No bloody binkies, never cut on a fold, move your coffee away from your machine. Trim. Oh, yeah. Trim those edges. Oh, you trim the selvage. Get oh. rid of that first. Oh my gosh, they make the ugliest fringe. But these are all things that they learn. Exactly. And, they, and I had a bunch learn how to hand sew yesterday. And I had a, a mom that was dropped off by her daughter. Mom was probably like 85 or more and had mobility issues and stuff. And daughter dropped her off. It's like, okay, mom, I'll come get you later. I'm like, okay. So we helped mom learn how to do the fleece blankets. She had spring-loaded scissors. She had the fancy scissors. And we taught her how many she could cut through and gave her guides. And she did it. And it took her, you know, she made one blanket the whole day. But she was so joyful at getting to make one blanket to help and to visit with all the other ladies of different ages. And they were right. all visiting with her. And so that engagement, the gifts we get from being in this, the gifts I get, I, there's no way I could ever repay those gifts that I'm given. And that's all of you. 
that's the faces of the volunteers as they, you know, it's not just about the delivering of the blankets. I mean, that's super cool, but all the rest of this and watching everybody grow and enjoy each other and find positive things to do together. The world is good. Right. And we, we need to do more of this quiet good to outweigh the loud bad because we still outnumber the good still wins. And these moments remind me of that. And it's because of all of you guys, everything you're willing to do. Thank you. We love what we do. We really do. You know, I have to say the volunteers make this right. They make it possible for us to be able to donate these blankets. And I have several volunteers who used to live in Massachusetts where I'm based. I'm based in Salem, Mass. And they've moved to other states, but they won't let me connect them to a facility near them that they could just drive down the street to, to donate blankets. They insist on helping Massachusetts because it's where they grew up and they will periodically mail me a whole box of blankets that they've knit or crocheted or quilted. And because they want to give back to the community where they grew up, which I think is wonderful. And I have volunteers out in Western Massachusetts. I'm just North of Boston. And this woman and her husband will drive out here about once a quarter and visit with me for a five minute visit on my porch, drop off blankets and then go. And I keep saying, you know, I can find locations close to you and I can help facilitate a delivery. Nope. I'm bringing them to you. That's what I want to do. (laughs) And I'm so grateful that it's for her, it's an hour and a half to drive out to my house. And she insists on bringing the blankets to me, which I think is wonderful. And this particular group, it's a church group who makes prayer shawls and blankets and I have been connected with them probably 10 years and they're a wonderful group of women and a funny story I did drive out there to visit them one time at their church and there was a an elderly woman she was I believe she was 96 and we were in a room she walked in the door and the door was open behind her so the sunlight was streaming in and all I saw was this dark figure and there was a podium right in, right when you walk in the door and she stopped at that podium. She grabbed onto it with both hands. The team introduced me and she held onto that podium and looked at me and she said, why are you here? What do you want? <laughs> and I said, I came to meet you all because you've been such long-term volunteers. You get together every single Saturday throughout the year. And I brought you yarn and fabric so that you can make more blankets but I wanted to meet the team behind all of these blankets that magically show up on my porch but she was so funny with the light streaming behind her and just grabs that podium and looks at me why are you here (laughs) that's funny (laughs) she's awesome so I'm going to challenge listeners a lot of people relocate and they have to find new homes and places to live why not make friends of like heart why not consider starting even a small chapter to get to know people who have a heart like yours. And then you guys can get together and you can make these friends, even if you get together just once a month or however often, I mean, my chapter gets together once a year. Everybody else just comes and visits me all the time, drops stuff off. And those like hearts are what can help you in your transition to a new place to live. They give you your home, they give you that anchor. And you know, as much as we all love you driving to our homes and stuff, let's keep it going. Let's get more chapters going and let's get you some new friends when you move. That would be good too. (laughs) 
I'm, I was going to say, even Susan, I first started with Binky Patrol. I'm a military brat, so I've my dad has always, we move every three years, we joke. So when I came to Virginia, I wanted to, as a kid, even as a teenager, find an organization that incorporated my love of crafts and sewing and doing good for people. So I started with Binky Patrol and I just really enjoyed it. And then to see at my event yesterday, so many teenagers, like I had three teenagers who drove themselves early in the morning to come to our organization and were like, we're going to stay as long as we possibly can. I had kids streaming in who were like, I want to learn how to do this. And maybe one day I want to start a chapter. So to see kind of how we talked earlier, I was 16 and I wanted to start a chapter and that's still going with kids coming in wanting to help a lot of the time like I said not even wanting to help necessarily for school but just because they're like I want to do something with my own two hands to help people can you show me these skills can you help me start this can you help me get this out into the community as we said and me and you have spoken personally about it before I mean there's a lot of bad things that go on in the world I see that all the time working in the court system as a legal officer but just I think the kids truly are gonna be all right is what I often tell people they're so eager to learn these things and so eager to use their own hands and their own minds to make a difference and really inspire other people I find to get involved that I just really like we're a very small chapter. We often have a lot of our volunteers send in things as well, just because we work all over the state. But right. I really enjoyed hosting my kind of first bat because it got me to see people in person and see that joy on their face. I see the joy on their face when I donate our stuff, but see the joy on the volunteers' faces when they're making it and working together to do these things was a really special experience for us up in Northern Virginia. So I appreciated this. And I definitely think we're going to do more of these events. Fantastic. Oh, see, that's, that's the joy of this. It, once you get your first one done, as the other two can tell you, Caitlin, it, it just becomes what you do. And they're not that hard. Once yeah. you have your signs, once you have your volunteer list that you can keep growing, you know which places work better to grow more volunteers. And, you know, we're going to have the budget to be able to do that. So we're going to keep these events going. And if you guys you know, want, you can still add more events on volunteermatch.org. If you are listening, you are a nonprofit organization, you need to utilize volunteermatch.org. It does help you get yes. more volunteers. For us, Nextdoor was a bust. You know, there were other things that were just a bust. But volunteermatch.org got us some great volunteers. And then our mm -hmm. website, too. So... We will help you guys with whatever events you, you know, you three want to do again, you know, we're, we'll get it going, whatever you need, but I am so thrilled at the outcome of this event. Thank you, Mr. Ball and Foundation. Thank you, Hoffman Fabrics. Thank you to, who is it, Dave Sandwiches? Um, Planet Pizza. Planet Pizza. Planet Pizza. <laughs> Planet pizza. Yeah. Um, Dutch Brothers. You got any? Anybody else have any sponsors they want to thank? And Phillips Academy up in Andover, who hosted our site for us at the, their log cabin facility. Aww. Very cool. And then for me, it was Holy Trinity Catholic Church, my my home church. And they were happy and I'm already getting on their calendar for next year. Excellent. So we will have the space was absolutely perfect for us. It was the perfect size, had daylight coming in through all the windows plenty of floor and tables to spread out 
We had a kitchen if we needed it. It was just perfect. So here's to another successful bat. Thank you all for everything that you did. You can find us on all your favorite podcast apps, all volunteer, all heart from Binky Patrol. You can also go to binkypatrol.show to catch all the past episodes and hear our series from the Mr. Ballin Foundation with more of their partner organizations. And finally, go to binkypatrol.org. This site will be rebuilt in the next two months. Woohoo, finally. Um, but for now, um, one last question. What's our total? What's our total? I'm national? waiting to hear from Dallas. Oh, okay. I think we're at 1400 for the day. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's great. Yeah. So I'm just waiting to hear that final. And Kathy Taylor was still kind of putting together her last minute because people were finishing last night for her. So she wants to count them all. Because everyone counts made that day. They <laughs> 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 were labeled that day. <laughs> I'm relabeled that day. Pink Lemonade, thank you for sending the blankets that you sent to us as well. You know, you always think of us whenever we have an event and you always want to be a part of it and you can't be here. So you do what you do. And that is making lovely, lovely, squishy knit blankets <laughs> and saying them. And they are large enough for adults and big teens, huge, tall teens. And we never have enough of those. So thank you all. Thank you guys for joining me this morning. Thank you. All right. Thank you, thank you all. Bye. Bye, bye. everybody. This podcast is sponsored by Impact for Good at Impact, the number four, good.com. Impact for Good is the one source for bringing community service to your next event. Excited and engaging team building activities are just part of what they offer. Let them identify the best cause or beneficiary to support, manage the donation logistics, and bring the spirit of community service to your group. From your initial request through the day of your event, Impact for Good handles all the details. Be sure to visit them at impact4good.com. That's impact for good.